0: Howdy yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill And today we're destroying Gotham City. Or maybe
1: just a football stadium. So you have my permission to die. I am Gotham's Reckoning. Because today we're bringing you... The Dark Knight Rises.
0: Dark Knight Rises was released July 20th, 2012. That was 2,387 days ago on a whopping $230 million budget. Movie made just over a billion dollars worldwide at $1.085 billion, uh, which was the number one DC movie ever until like last week when Aquaman passed it. Uh, It got an 87% critic review on Rotten Tomatoes, a 90% audience rating, and a 78% on Metacritic. But before we get too into the reviews and everything, I do want to introduce, we are joined by our wonderful guest from the podcasts It Ain't Ogre Till It's Ogre and Cinema Holics, a genius film writer, (laughs) Will Ashton. Will, welcome to the show. Uh, That was a very warm welcome. I appreciate that. Thank you. I used to tell people, just introduce yourself, but now I think really hyping you up gives me more credibility, which in the end is really what it's all about.
2: Yeah, you're definitely raising the stakes for me. I feel like Christopher (laughs) Nolan making this movie, like I have so many stakes laid before me before right. this podcast but I'm ready You're like to like Bobby Flay man I'm ready to take the challenge to climb the wall into the It's almost like
1: somebody gave you a list of 75 characters you had to include in one
0: movie. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> There's a bunch of weird cameos in the film. There are. But uh like uh, like Deadshot makes an appearance and I don't know, it's a bunch of weird stuff. But uh, before we get too into our reviews, let's hear from some certified professionals over at Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which are these, none of these people work for them, but you know what I mean. Uh, Ethan, do you have a negative review? I have a
1: negative movie? review from my boy Anthony Lane at the New Yorker. Uh, he said, "The story is dense, overlong, and studded with references that will only make sense to those intimate with Nolan's previous excursions into Batmanhood." So I think, listen, hold on. No, let me finish this real quick. <laughs> what the New Yorker has done is what the New Yorker always does—just usually on behalf of Richard Brody—and get mad at
0: a sequel for being a sequel. I know this is like the whole point is that you should know the characters from the first two.
2: Did you guys uh, read Anthony Lane's review of Incredibles Two? By the way, that
0: uh, no, it was good. It's entirely possible.
2: Uh, it well you'd remember if you read it. It's uh, it's weirdly um BDSM related, and it gets what? really really weird.
0: <laughs> I definitely didn't read the full thing. Yeah. is it positive? Is it like yo, uh, last the girl's dumb thick.
2: Uh, basically, yeah, that's fair. Basically... <laughs> <laughs> he says it a lot more like uh, uh scholarly than that, but it's um. Right. That's I know one. a lot of
0: college students who talk that way. Yeah,
2: I mean, he makes a, a reference to like getting an erection through his popcorn, so just keep that in mind.
0: <laughs> Get out of town.
2: It's I'm 100% serious. This is a real thing. I am, I am
1: bookmarking Anthony Elaine Incredibles 2. I am bookmarking this. There we go. So I can go back yeah, and read this have, later, because that sounds
0: hilarious. He must have loved Anne Hathaway's Selena Kyle. Oof. <laughs> I don't even anyway, Tyler, know what he thinks about that.
1: Do you have a positive Uh, review for us?
0: I do. This comes from Bob Mondello over at NPR. Uh, he says the biggest surprise may just be how satisfying Nolan has made his farewell to a Dark Knight trilogy that many fans will wish he'd extended to a 10 part series at least.
1: I also feel the need to say that NPR is not a sponsor of Bacon and Eggs. Why do we feel the need to say that? Because they sponsor a bunch of podcasts and they do not sponsor this one.
0: I will say, I'm no not ads. wrong about that. When this movie was over, I was ri- I was I was salivating at the possibility of a Joseph Gordon-Levitt led Nightwing film in Nolan's Gotham. Yeah, I
1: would love that. Um, But Chris- Christopher Nolan does that all the time. There's always a back door at the end of his movies in case there's like a mass demand where somebody's like hey you should make another one he's like well i wrote myself an option for that it's right there
2: it
0: is right there
1: will what do you think about this movie
0: the dark Knight
2: rises
1: yeah so we review things here on a binary scale so either it's a one you have to see it or it's a zero you don't have to see it okay uh
2: yeah no i really really like this movie and, oh thank god <laughs> uh, oh my
1: god i was so worried about that <laughs>
2: and uh i wasn't sure how i was gonna feel because it's the first time i watched it since the theaters and uh i first saw it on a big omni max theater i'll come back to that later but uh seeing it on a laptop i was like well i'm gonna notice the flaws more am i gonna be a little more astute to my uh criticisms but honestly i mean i would say it's not quite the same as it was the first time but i still really enjoyed this film um plot uh issues aside but yeah i I just find it so invigorating i just find it very entertaining and i just love that it feels epic in a way that doesn't feel like put upon and some other superhero movies i feel like they like kind of force the epicness i won't name names but this movie there's an epicness and a finality to it that i think is really not only appropriate but earned Uh, And I just like that with all the epicness, there is that grounded sincerity and that's so character focused in that. uh, I just really, really like this movie. That's how I feel about
0: it. Oh, I I couldn't agree more. This was, really really good i have only a few issues i heard you had issues with plot i have i have honestly i know we already talked about this but i'm not a fan of uh anne hathaway's selena kyle in terms of casting hmm. uh and, and i didn't like Marion cotillard is that how you say her name
2: Mariana cotillard
0: yeah sure i wasn't in love with her performance but otherwise i thought everybody did a really good job i wasn't yeah. in
1: love with her character to tell you the truth um
0: talia is
1: kind of a cop out for me yeah but the like and I get there had it's a Nolan movie there has to be a twist but that one just felt a little forced to me the whole like it was me the whole time I was the exceptional child
2: it definitely feels forced in a way that like I feel like it doesn't like of all the characters in the film like her entrance feels just kind of like rushed in at that ball and then like the romance she has with Bruce Wayne didn't really feel earned it just was like oh okay I thought you had more chemistry with Catwoman. Now there's this thing going on. All right. And then, yeah, I agree. When the reveal came, I was like, okay, yeah, that's basically what I expected. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's Oh, look at that. You're the, you're the bad guy. Yeah. I also felt like they had a bunch of weird problems with this whole trilogy with, like, casting. Where there was definitely opportunities in this where, you know, Joker would have obviously made a bit great cameo. But, of course, they, there was no option for that. Um, and he just kind of like, you know, he broods over Rachel for eight years and then he's like, oh, I'm over that. Uh, and he moves on to Selena Kyle and Mary, I can't even remember how to say her name. Mary and Cotillard? Cotillard. Cotillard. Uh, I also felt like a lot of characters were well introduced throughout the series so that when they made their appearances here, it made sense. Uh, but she was not a character in the other two films at all. Well, yeah, she neither like, was Selena she, Kyle. Neither was Selena Kyle, but that was almost like forgivable. This woman showed up as like some charitable donor or re- recipient from the Wayne Foundation, and it seemed like her and Bruce had had a significant backstory where he built like a. You they know, did. Four they worked together on a bomb. project. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't see any of that in previous films
1: because it happened three years ago, and The Dark Knight happened eight years ago.
0: Yeah, but the scene of Harvey Dent's funeral happened this movie.
1: Okay, I'm just saying. Like there, there's, there was an interim period where. And, and I mean it's not the, the the smallest plot hole in the world but it, it you know I mean it makes sense you don't you don't need a, I don't feel like you need a backstory there I think you're okay. given plenty I, I, to
0: me to me it felt rushed uh Ethan, I'm curious your overall thoughts on the film. I
1: love this movie. I think this movie is underrated. Um, I It's I by agree. no means my best one or my favorite one in the series. Um, I do honestly think I like it better than Batman Begins.
0: As do I. Yeah, I yeah, that was here. not previously the case, but rewatching it this time around, I felt like, like Batman Begins gets a lot of credit because it was like eh, it's not George Clooney anymore. This is freaking awesome. Uh, but I think that when you just look at the whole set removed how many years? Seven years now. This is much, much better.
1: This one feels and, I, and honestly I know this is weird, but this feels like more of a continuation of the series between the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises than Batman Begins
0: and the Dark Knight for me. I think I think this ties them both together really well because mm-hmm. you've got a lot of like the Razal al Ghul elements and you've got uh, you know you have almost no Joker backlash but you do have a lot of Harvey Dent type stuff yeah. um, you know but this this treats the Joker like it never even happened.
1: Well I mean it doesn't because it is all about Harvey Dent. Right. Well it's not all about Harvey Dent but it's about Batman's exile in the wake of the the Harvey Dent backlash. Right. <laughs> The one, I'm with that. The one, the one thing I did not like on that whole aspect was the fact that, uh, that that John Blake was immediately just like, "All right, Commissioner Gordon, you're a Fortnite." As soon as he finds out about like how everything went down with Dent, it was like you feel like you would be more understanding that being the only person that knows who Batman is.
0: Yeah. What did you think of John Blake as a character overall? Well, what did you think? I'll I'll let one of you talk. I've been talking, but. All right. Well, what do you think? What do you, John Blake, Joseph Gordon Levitt's character?
2: Um. Well another it's another one of those like you're waiting for the reveal like you know that he's going to be robin maybe not like traditionally robin but robin all the same and you're just kind of like okay like w- are, you, are you really going to hold your cards back for this long but I, as far as the performance is concerned i think it works i mean at at first i wasn't really sure what to think of it at the beginning it kind of feels like a little like forced i guess like just having uh him involved with this and like having like two commissioners and whatnot but Uh, I like it overall I think it works I definitely warm up to it as uh, I warmed up to it this time and also warmed up to it the first time I saw it and uh, I do really like Joseph Gordon-Levitt as an actor and I think it works overall
1: see I I guess that I was missing some sort of because I've heard this complaint from a few people I was missing some sort of knowledge where like I'm supposed to know that he's gonna be Robin I I remember being very shocked by that reveal. When I first saw this movie,
0: yeah, I also did not see it coming when I first saw the movie. And I remember when I first saw the film, watching it, and that revealed at the end, and I was like, what? He was barely in it. And then, of course, I watched it today, and I, he, I he was not been, barely in it. <laughs> I, I must have been watching yeah. a different movie. This movie's about John Blake, it's hardly about Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I mean,
1: it but, certainly would have been shorter if you just cut the 45 minutes of Batman out of I'll it. I'll
0: tell you that uh, in terms of Batman's. Costume and everything. Recapping the whole series. Do you feel like I remember when this came out? I saw Batman and I was like, that looks totally normal. He looks like a badass. And when I've watched these three films this time, I feel like the costume has not aged well for me. Do you agree or disagree?
1: I would tend to agree, um, but I think that's the case with every Batman costume. There's no
0: bat nipples, so
1: that was good. <laughs> there are no bat nipples. <laughs> But I I definitely, when we watched the first couple, I'm like, there's part of me that's like, I have to suspend my belief to like, or my disbelief to, to really get into this because like, this is a dude in a bat suit and it
0: does look silly. (laughs) It definitely looks silly. There's no getting away from that.
2: I mean, I think it just more extenuated because the movies themselves are so grounded and based in reality that like, you just like, like you're so much into like the inner workings and inner politics and the social commentary that's going on. That you'll just see a shot of, like, Catwoman and Batman walking down this, like, ca- corridor, And it's like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a superhero movie. This is a... Uh...
0: They're here, too. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> so, I think that's yeah. more than anything. I think the costumes look really cool. I still really like them, but... Uh, I can kind of see what you mean. Then that, like, the tone of the film is so sometimes oppressively bleak that you kind of forget that you're watching a comic book movie at time. Which I think is kind of intentional. I, I, I don't think Nolan really wanted to make a traditional comic book movie by any stretch of the imagination. But I tend to uh, get sucked up to sucked up into these films all the same, despite that silliness.
1: For sure, oh, and I definitely think sure. this one has a little bit more grounding in reality. Than other ones, just because, like, yeah, Batman isn't necessarily in it for a ton of the movie. There's a lot of time spent as Bruce, and also Bane is, like, pretty much just a terrorist. Like, he doesn't really have—I mean, he's got the mask, but aside from that, he doesn't have, like, a
0: costume, per se. He does have a superpower, though. He does appear to be impossibly strong.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, that's not incredibly obvious in the scenes where he's not fighting back.
0: he picks a guy up by the throat and kills him right in front of you.
1: For sure, for sure. But I'm just, like, compared to the Joker and compared to Two-Face and compared to the Scarecrow, I I think that he's a little bit more realistic.
2: Um, I wouldn't use— To me realistic but i do really like the villain i, I feel like it's a good mix of scarecrow I, like as far as the evolution of the series is concerned like you have someone who's not really looking for anarchy but they are looking for chaos and they also want to rile up the people like that it definitely i noticed i think more in retrospect this time how much this movie is relating back to like the one percent movement and like kind of like taking the mm-hmm. powers down and Big the billionaires time. and the stockbrokers like labeling. Mm-hmm having everyone on like an even playing field and like everyone for themselves, like bare knuckle fighting in the streets type thing. Uh, I don't know. I, I still really like Bane and I'll say this might, you guys were asking for somewhat controversial opinions. And I guess this might be one. I have no trouble hearing Bane's dialogue in this film. Really? And, yeah. I I mean, like I would say, I mean, I don't want to like brag or anything, but I feel like I was trying to <laughs> I, like, I was like prepared for it this time. I'm, like, okay, i have about to like extra pay attention. I was going to get the subtitles, but like listening to it, I, I felt like I understood at least 90% of what he said without any real trouble. And Wait, did people
1: have I, trouble understanding him? I had a
2: lot of trouble understanding <laughs> him, yeah. I don't oh,
1: know, really? I've, I mean, ne- I've never, I've honestly never heard that. I, really? I've never had trouble with it, I yeah.
2: remember it was a big complaint during the IMAX showings that, I guess, like, because the um, background dial, or, the like, the noise and the music would sometimes swell up, and that he'd be talking during those scenes, and they'd just hear muffles, and... I, can, I mean, I, I didn't see it uh, in certain IMAX presentations where that was an issue, but I mean, I could understand at this showing at least, like what he was saying at least 90% of the time, I feel.
1: So I, I, I think you might have a point there. I think that <clears throat> it is entirely possible that his dialogue has been amplified in the home I was release. about that.
2: Yeah, I was wondering that as well.
1: Because there was a couple times where I was like, "Okay, Bane is really loud compared yeah. to everybody else." Like people will be talking, and I don't know if it's been overdubbed, if they just reshot his lines, or whatever. Because, and I, I honestly remember some of his lines sounding different as well.
0: Now that is Tom Hardy's voice, correct? No, it is. Yeah,
1: yeah. But okay. I, I remember the delivery being different on some of them, like like some distinct lines. And and this time going through, I was like, "That sounds different than my memory says it does," and it also sounds really loud because I was contrasting it with Venom. Because that was a complaint I had with Venom is that, like, the Venom voice in the theaters was so overamplified that it was, like, not fun to listen to. And this time I was like,
0: yeah, Tom Hardy is really loud in this movie. So it's possible
1: that that's been been affected in some way for... for digital release
0: he definitely seemed loud in ways that i was not expecting like when he was on the plane and stuff and he just like had a sound system inside the plane so everyone could hear him talk um you know i thought that was a little bit weird real quick before we move on because i do want to talk a lot about tom hardy uh will i need to know your feelings on venom i don't remember what you said about it i know john did not like it but i don't know i don't remember your thoughts
2: i didn't really care for it i know a lot of people like it that's fine oh no
0: like venom is garbage yeah it's not fine to like it
2: (laughs) i don't know i mean i can't hate somebody for liking a movie uh no yeah i I mean you know like if someone gets some pleasure of 90 minutes of bad filmmaking then sure whatever and uh, believe me i have very uh uh polarizing views on certain comic book movies so you know i i'm not gonna say i have the high ground in any representation that but uh as far as venom is concerned i just found it weirdly boring like besides like two or three scenes where it's like fun in the way that I was expecting, like the restaurant scene. And then um, there's another scene, I forget, where it was like kind of enjoyable in a campy sort of way. I just found it kind of dull and very studio mandated and just didn't, it didn't have any real life to it. And I found it uh, definitely
0: a missed opportunity. I would agree with a lot of that. There were, I think there was one or two times, I remember we talked about it when we covered it on here, or I, I did, like, laugh out loud in the theater, uh, but otherwise I was contemplating just leaving. Um, yeah,
1: well, when you get 45 minutes in and you still haven't seen Venom, it's like, come on, man. Yeah, but
0: when you get 45 minutes in and you haven't seen Batman, it's like, yeah, but I mean, it's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> like, who cares? He's hiding the shadows. Right. <laughs> right, he's there. You just, you just can't see him. <laughs> you merely adopted the darkness. I was born into it. Molded by it. Yeah, this movie definitely hammers hard the idea that, like, Oh, Batman can't be a winner because Bruce Wayne's a billionaire. <laughs> and then he, you know, loses his billions and right. becomes a winner.
2: Well, again, yeah, well, that's, that's
1: the thing. Yeah. Is he has to... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, Will. No, I
2: was going to say, that's going back to, like, the whole, like, 1% thing, right? Like, taking down the billionaires mm. and putting them in their place, essentially, you know, eating the rich. All that jazz.
0: What a ridiculous character. I will say, before we talk further on Tom Hardy, I'm just looking at the cast right here. I just want to go ahead and say it so that it's out there and we're ready to move on with with characters and movies. Ben Mendelsohn's acting career is over. I've decided. It's gone. I cannot watch another freaking movie with this same stupid snarky villain that is Ben Mendelsohn. Mm. I'm so frustrated by it. He ruined Ready Player One. When he was on screen in this, I was like, this is so dumb. Uh, He's going to be in uh, Captain Marvel as the same stupid character. He was in another movie recently as the same stupid character. Uh, Uh,
2: Are you talking about Rogue One?
0: Yes, he was in Rogue One. Uh,
2: Did you see um, Mississippi Grind? No, what's that? Uh, It's a movie he did with Ryan Reynolds. I really like Ben Mendelsohn, but I I do agree that he kind of gets typecast into these villainous roles in blockbusters. And I really wish they uh, let him just kind of do more indie stuff because I think he's really good when he gets to be uh, a little more complex and nuanced. I haven't seen Bloodline, but I also hear he's really good in that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't
1: truly t- mind him in these roles. Like, I, I don't know what he's really? talking about. Yeah, I disagree entirely. I do yeah, not think he ruined Ready Player One. I don't think Ready Player One was ruined. I just think that it was as good as it was ever going to be.
2: I think hmm. that movie has problems, but Ben no- Mendelsohn is not among those problems, for me at least. Although I do cringe thinking back to that scene where he got kicked in the balls. Uh, was pretty painful to watch, in more reasons in Ready to Player One, yeah, ready for sure. It.
1: But like, that's not a that's not a Ben Mendelssohn delivery. Plot. No,
2: for sure. No, I, like I said, yeah, it's not it's not
0: his fault. Yeah, it's it's Spielberg's fault.
1: It's the same with, but that's the same with the Rogue <laughs> One thing. It's like his character was such a little
2: Fortnite
1: in Rogue One. Like that's not his fault.
2: He had a great cape. Though.
1: He did have a great cape. He had a great costume, and then yeah, he's just a huge. I, again, words like can't say with preschool toys present, but it's it's it, like the, he's he's had the misfortune of being in several movies in recent years that have not so great
2: scripts. yeah, I mean, I I like his indie stuff more than his blockbuster stuff. I'd say,
1: oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, and I could say that about most actors for sure. <laughs> Like, I mean, when, looking, when you really let his, them be characters, then then it
0: tends to do better. Looking at his, like, IMDb, or not IMDb, his uh, filmography on Rotten Tomatoes, he's only been in, like, one, two, three, four bad movies since 2012. Four rotten movies, you know, uh, obviously there's, there's room for discussion there. Sure. Rotten Tomatoes is not a perfect system, but, you know, Lost River, Exodus, Gods and Kings, Adore, I don't know what that is, and Robin Hood, which was panned. Did you guys see it? The new one? Yeah. yeah.
1: I did not. I didn't bother. I didn't see not it, no,
0: but everything else is fresh or certified fresh. Good for him. Wow. Well, you know, <laughs> Good I don't for think him. he's. Yeah. I don't
1: think he's going anywhere. Is the thing
0: like? Well, you know, I've, I mean, maybe he should quit while he's ahead. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I think
1: that he would uh agree that no. I think that he would <laughs> he would disagree with you. I don't think that he has a problem.
2: <laughs> I'm sure he loves the paychecks. I mean, no. Be- yeah, I was going to say
1: I I don't think Ben Middleton sitting there going, "Man, getting paid a lot of money to do relatively nothing
2: is awesome." He gets paid millions to skyle or uh wherever that word is supposed to be. Just like look menacing and evil. That's pretty easy money, I feel.
0: That is pretty easy money.
1: Right. And he's like he's like a f- eighth tier villain in this movie. Like, his his super, his evil superpower is having money. He's the guy that opens the box that he didn't want to open in this movie, the guy that hires the Joker, essentially, because he right. brought Bane to Gotham, and then that ended really well for him, clearly. <coughs> um, I don't know. There were some great characters in this movie, though. I, I do truly like Tom Hardy. As As do I. Yeah, me too. Um, and I think that's the, one of the main criticisms that I hear from people about this movie is that he's a stupid villain. It's not really a great performance. And I, I just disagree with that on all accounts. I think that this was he was the perfect villain to wrap the series up with.
0: I mean, he's not wearing nearly enough luchador mask.
1: He's wearing plenty of luchador mask. No,
0: no. Well, I feel like with
2: um, Tom Hardy, as far as his performance is concerned, he has an impossible task, right? He can't outshine Heath Ledger. Like, I don't think anyone can do that at this point. Right. And I mean, I don't I'm
0: definitely not in this series. <laughs> right.
2: Uh, for sure. Right. And I feel like he's not supposed to be like the next Joker. Like he, I mean, he's the next villain, but he's not the next Joker. He's one with the people, so he's not supposed to be, like, standing out in this big way that the Joker was, where he was more of an individual agent of chaos. I think what he serves in the film is basically what he should do in the film. And I also think, I think rewatching this time, I forgot how funny he was, like, in kind of, like, a dry, dark sort of way. Uh, like, when he's in, like, the stock room, and he, like, menaces people in, and, like, when he's like, take care. <laughs> he just leaves. <like, laughs> like, yeah, he's,
1: he's a very polite villain.
2: Right, yeah. He's very well spoken well I guess that's can be contested but he definitely has a, a good vocabulary and uh, if you can hear it I suppose <laughs> yes, hey, so he's he just, very smart
1: you can tell he th- yeah he thinks about what he wants to say whereas it, and he's just the complete opposite of the joker the joker was you know didn't really fight his own fights the joker uh, got into people's you know, into the into the spirit of people in, like, a negative way. Bane gets in the spirit of people in, in this... I don't want to say... I hesitate to say positive, because it's not... It's obviously not positive for Gotham, but, like, he does, you know, rally the people, sort of, to an extent. To the part where they break, you know, open the prison. Which, why would you put a maximum security penitentiary in the middle of Manhattan?
0: Uh, they're in Gotham.
1: Okay. <laughs> Say that to the drone shots, will you?
0: Oh, I know. I thought that was so funny. (laughs) They looked at the city and I was like, oh, that's New York. Look at that.
1: Yeah, they blew up all the bridges and I was like, there's the Manhattan Bridge
0: and the Brooklyn Bridge and the Washington Bridge. That was actually Pittsburgh, right? Was it? With the
1: bridges? Yeah, those
2: are Pittsburgh, yeah. That's my home city there. Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. They made a great job of making that look like Manhattan. Well, I
2: mean, that's the thing about Gotham, and I think that's one thing that Christopher Nolan... Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's proud of The Dark Knight, but I know he was very uh, annoyed that that movie looks so much like... Um, is it Chicago that they mostly filmed that in?
0: Yeah. I think so, yeah.
2: Because yeah. like Gotham, is, I think that was translated more in Batman Begins, like kind of like this uh, you know, city that represents all cities in a way. It's not just New York or uh, LA or anything like that. It's just like its own kind of city that changes throughout, I think, the series because it kind of represents whatever the movie needs it to be at that time, so... I do like that the movie, I, I I thought it was more obvious this time, like certain scenes are like, okay, that's New York. Well, that's definitely Pittsburgh. Like every shot with Pittsburgh for me, I was, like I just feel on my bones. Like that's Pittsburgh. It's my city. Here it is. And then, um, yeah, I, I do I do like that the that series kind of lets Gotham be many things at once.
0: Oh, for yeah, sure. That, that allows it to be relatable <laughs> in ways that, you know, like. Like the way the reason Spider Man was so successful early on, it was because it was like, oh, that's that's actually New York. Oh my God, that's Queens. Look at that. Uh, but then Gotham, of course, can be whatever city it needs to be, um, in their own little little world. I will say Gotham is way more populated in the Nolan universe than uh, any of the American cities currently are. It's like thirty million people. Right? Yeah, somebody said that in the Dark Knight. Yeah,
1: that Gotham's the city with thirty million people, and that's twice the size of New York. Yeah,
0: so that's that's pretty big. And then in this movie, they refer to the president says it's um, America's greatest city.
1: Well, and then we're clearly shown in Batman vs. Superman, the Dawn of Justice, the uh, sequel to this movie, that it's, like, (laughs) directly across the bay from Metropolis.
2: Well, I mean, to be fair, that's, like, separate to this series altogether, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
1: I know. (laughs) Just making a joke
2: there. Right,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: But I thought that that was weird in that movie, in Dawn of Justice. I was like, why would they put two enormous cities, you know, just, like, 20 miles apart? That seems like a really weird choice.
0: That's, uh, the Twin Cities, you know?
1: Yeah, if they were 85 times larger. Yeah,
0: like if they put New York and Chicago right next to each other, which is basically what it is. In your mind, where do you picture Gotham being?
2: Uh, I mainly see it as Chicago, maybe because of The Dark Knight, but I I see it mainly as
0: Chicago. Yeah, I also think around Chicago.
1: See, I I can't get the the, the image of him flying out over the, the ocean in this movie out of my head is the problem. So, like, you it's know, for me, it's got to be a coastal city. Well, they said bay. What like, is that? It was, called? That was a, a... a word that was used in the
0: movie. He's flying out over the bay. I just have a hard time picturing it being on the coast. I know that it is, and I know that it flies it out over the the bay, the ocean, whatever. But I just, like, that's just not how it comes to mind for me. Well,
1: it's got an awful lot of bridges. It
0: does have a lot of bridges.
1: So yeah. it's presumably at least on some major rivers. So it's probably not, like, Indianapolis. On the White River? Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: two-inch deep White River? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would bet not. I would bet not. So uh, early on, Will, you said something about plot holes in this movie. I'm so bad at pointing these out when I just watch a movie. The only thing that immediately comes to mind for me is the rope in the pit that they keep tying themselves to. Can they not just climb that?
2: Yeah. I mean, also how he gets from there to Gotham in like less than a day (laughs) from the pit. to You know,
0: with no money, right? with no money and no like and, you know, the cops were like, if anybody enters the city, we'll destroy them. Right.
2: Yeah, especially because all the bridges are gone. (laughs)
0: right yeah wait just... so what's the problem with the rope though i don't understand if the rope if the rope you can tie yourself to the rope right? And right then if you fall it catches you yes So why can't you just climb the rope because the rope doesn't go all the way to the top if you can climb the rope at least past where you are
1: no the rope goes up to where they fall Oh, is
0: that where i I don't know don't, don't treat get- me like i'm dumb here i just didn't know but watch the movie i did watch the movie and it seemed like you have rope tied to you
1: Right, but you can clearly it's clearly shown that the rope does not go all the way up. That's why he throws the
0: rope down. I knew I saw that at the end and I thought that was smart. And then I noticed that when Talia gets out, she does not do that. Right. Because she doesn't care about anybody else. She just sees it as a place that broke. Her. Right. Yeah, why would she save all these people that are not Tom Hardy? And then when they when they pull the mask off Tom Hardy's face, if you don't know who Tom Hardy is, it's like okay, is that is that Bane? Is that not Bane? I don't know I don't know what this is. Yeah, I feel like Yeah,
2: I guess at the time, I mean I mean, I knew who he was, but I guess for general audiences, he wasn't quite the uh, Venom star Tom Hardy that he is now. Oh, well, no, God. he was
1: he was the guy from Inception. Right.
2: He must dream a little bigger, darling.
1: Right. I got my timeline right on that. That was 2009?
2: Yeah. 2010. 2010.
1: I just want to watch that movie now. I actually had that thought a couple times when Joseph Gordon-Levitt was, Levitt was on scene and, and everything. I was like, I need to watch Inception again, man. I haven't seen that movie in
2: forever. It was a little distracting this time, yeah, because there's like three stars from Inception. Yeah, because there's... But...
1: Marion Cotillard, and uh, Tom Hardy, and just Gordon-Levitt, yeah. and Killian Murphy. Oh, yeah, yeah, for a cameo. And Michael Caine. Oh, yeah.
2: who so, Michael Caine's great in this movie. I, we haven't brought that up. I I really like his performance in this film.
1: Um, I love, yeah, I love Alfred in all of these movies, right. but especially in this one where he gets, he has to, like, lay the law down, and he just leaves, like, straight yeah. up. You know, you, it it, would, it felt like an empty threat, and then he's just gone.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like, like I mean, it's, many of his scenes involve, like, opening up emotionally, but... I think like most people like feel like that scene like in the staircase and like the scene at the funeral for his like uh, in front of uh, Wayne Manor and stuff. But I I feel like early even the early scenes he's really really captivating and he provides that emotion that I feel is necessary for the opening in a way that uh, is clear that like oh yeah this is one of the most well respected and uh, experienced thespians in the business.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. I mean Michael Michael Caine is a treasure that we should protect at all costs.
2: Of course, yeah. And he hasn't really done much of late, right? Except that uh, bad Zach Braff movie.
1: Uh, I think the last thing I saw him in was Kingsman.
2: Oh, the second one? The no, first no, one. Yeah, no, that's right. He was, was he in the first one?
1: Yeah, he was Arthur.
2: He was the villain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Or
1: one of the villains. Uh, let's
0: see. More recent than that, you saw him in Now You See Me 2. Was that more recent? <laughs> uh, More recent than the first one, yeah. Okay. He was in Dunkirk as a voice. Oh, okay. He's in Sherlock Gnomes, guys. This is huge. I'm just making sure he's still alive. Oh, yeah. Yes. He's
2: still alive. Yeah.
0: <laughs> alive and Hopefully. well. Um,
2: and, uh, uh, you know, knock on wood, nothing happens between now and the time this episode comes out. Or oh ever. God. Or anytime Will? soon. Yeah. Will? Yeah.
0: Don't be the person yeah. that did this.
2: <laughs> I saw him in youth. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good.
1: Yeah, that was after Kingsman as well. Uh, before Now You See Me 2. I liked Now You See Me 2. Unpopular opinion of the day. Everyone hated that movie. I did not. Uh, I love that movie a lot. You
0: didn't earn a sequel. Daniel Radcliffe playing a magician? Who'd, who'd have thought? Hmm. Well, it, it didn't
1: earn a sequel. People liked the first one. Nobody liked the second one. I liked the second I
0: mean, sec- Now You See Me 3 is coming out this year. It is, is it really? According to this, yes. I did not know that. I didn't know either. Why are they so lazy with these titles? You have so much room to play. Listen. Listen, Sam Raimi made great Spider-Man films twice. Look, okay? why
1: would you just not call it? Now you don't.
2: If it's the last one, yeah, I guess they're leaving themselves open for a fourth one.
1: No, I would have called the second one. That. I
2: know. Well, yeah, but they wanted to make a trilogy, right?
1: I guess. I don't know. I learned didn't know the, that. Yeah. I've learned that. I remember. I learned that eighty-five seconds ago. One. I love movies about magic. So,
2: yeah. My only thing though with the magic and the Now You See Me films is that it's so clearly CG a lot of the time. And it's like, can...
0: yeah, I want like real sleight of hand.
2: And there's a couple scenes of that. Like I think Jesse Eisenberg does that a couple times with the cards and stuff. But uh, or was that um, uh, Dave Franco that had the cards? Uh, De-
1: Jesse Eisenberg has the cards. Dave Franco's the pickpocket. That's
2: right.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited. I love those movies. I, I love, love those
2: characters.
1: Movies. You know what could have been a great movie if it, if it had just come out a different year is The Illusionist. I
0: like it a
2: lot. I do Poor too, but it's not the, the, prestige.
1: the prestige.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Another Christopher Nolan film.
1: Being, I I mean, let's be clear here. Christopher Nolan is a god-tier director and filmmaker. Yeah,
2: I didn't realize until uh, recently that Neil Berger was a guy who did uh, The Illusionist. I'd forgotten it was him. Guy, I don't think I knew that until right yeah, now. He did, um, if you guys don't know, um, was it Divergent, Limitless, and yeah. now The Upside?
0: I've heard The Upside is very good. Did you see it?
2: I did. It's all right. It's okay. I liked it a little more than John did. Um, it's, it's, I mean, if you saw the original uh Intouchables it, you know it doesn't really compete and yeah. then again I wasn't really in love with Intouchables either so I think it's it's cute it's fine just pretty forgettable more than anything like a, a good solid Netflix or Redbox rental
0: does I mean I've heard that it showcases Kevin Hart's skills in a new way is that true or not true
2: Yeah I mean it's not like uh uh like Day Lewis Tour de Force but it definitely shows that he has dramatic range that wasn't evident in say Night School so that's
0: cool. Fair. Why fair. does this guy make these movies? Money. Money, because they make money. Yeah, that's why.
2: Well, that's kind of, uh, isn't that kind of up in the air right now? What? what? if well, his career- movies make money? Well, no, his career.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, it was weird. Did you see him go on Ellen not too long ago? And Ellen was like, you need to host. You have to host. I heard about it. I didn't see it. And he decided not to do it. I think that's so weird. He should have just freaking hosted the Oscars. I mean, like, well, I think
2: he said that it would have been like he would have overshadowed it, given how much how big the controversy got that it would have just I don't know. I, I, I kind of get where he's coming from as far as the logic is concerned.
0: Yeah, but I don't know, who, who ended up hosting it? Now it's like Nobody. the cast of yeah. the cast of Endgame, right?
2: Um, I don't think they're hosting it. I think they're just doing a segment. But as far as I've heard, there's no hosts as of now. Hmm. So I guess it's time to bring back Rob Lowe and Snow White
0: and those dancing tables. That's right. I think that Rob Lowe would make a great host. Uh, Yeah, you
1: can get Rob Lowe to host the Oscars every year the way like Neil Patrick Harris hosts the Emmys every, not the Emmys, the Tonys every year. I would be about that. I
2: just feel like there's a lot of people you could go with like Len manuel Miranda would be great.
0: That's who I said on Twitter.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah uh you can get key and Pio. i think he'd be perfect yeah uh john mulaney would be fantastic i'm disagreed
0: uh... i don't love john mulaney oh, but... all really?
2: right okay uh and i was gonna say i mean my my main champion is for the muppets i really want the muppets to host the oscars <laughs> oh god no you don't want the god, muppets no. to host the oscars
1: no, I hate puppets. I hate puppets so much. They make me so uncomfortable.
2: Okay, well, that's an interesting. Opinion. That's just a personal. That's a
1: personal vendetta. <laughs> um, yeah. Like it would probably be hilarious, but like I'm firmly convinced that Jeff Dunham is the devil. Well,
2: well I'm not talking about Jeff Dunham. No, I don't no. I'm him. just
1: saying, like he, if 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 there if there is like a hierarchy of hellish puppets, like Jeff Dunham is Satan. Okay, but... where
0: does Kermit the Frog land then?
1: Some lower demon.
2: <laughs> I just feel like you have so many opportunities, like Standoor and Wardoff commenting on the oscars in the balcony you can like have i they're not a traditional uh muppet being get like oscar from sesame street and there. oscar at the oscars like it's just printing money i think
0: <laughs> i love this
2: idea i'm not the first to say this so i can't take credit but i'm very much in support of it and they're you get the guys. abc disney so
1: you could get the guys that do that do the dog shows that would be great
2: yeah uh, best in show
1: yeah, no, like the, the, the dog show announcers. The, the guys, uh, the, yeah, the, the the guy that was in Best in Show, yeah. Oh, uh,
2: Fred uh, Fred Willard?
1: Yeah, but his his real life, uh, not counterpart, but the guy he was essentially playing. I can't remember the dude's name right now. The guy yeah. from Seinfeld. Uh,
2: uh, there are a lot of people from Seinfeld. Kramer? No, no. never
1: mind. Oh, I, was like,
0: I, I figured dude... this would be obvious.
1: You guys clearly don't watch as many dog shows as the rest of America.
0: No, like, I don't watch any dog shows.
1: People will get that joke. Uh, you could get Jim Nance. That would be great. Just go with, like, sports people. Get Gronk. Get Gronk somebody, like, hosts instead Oscars. of hosting the Oscars, somebody's calling the Oscars. <laughs> like, you, got, you got, like, a full commentary team.
2: Weren't they trying to get oh. uh, Gritty to host the Oscars at one point?
1: I would be all in on that.
0: That'd be fun. I think they should get, like, John Krasinski. He would do a good job. That'd be all right, yeah. You know, like, every time he, like, announce an award and then he'd look at the camera and then, oh, it'd be great.
1: Yeah, I don't think John Krasinski would be about that. I think John what? Krasinski's trying to not be Jim Hal- Halpert anymore. Yeah, he's, Okay, well, he's, he doesn't have
0: to be Jim. He's an auteur
2: now. He's a director. He,
0: yeah, he can just go out there and not say a word, and that's the whole thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then towards the end, just shout.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, you get John Krasinski, you get Sandra Bullock with the blindfold on. Yes.
2: Have everyone at the Oscars do the Bird Box Challenge? Oh, I know that, <laughs> I I know the that stage.
0: Bo Burnham is free because, uh, well, they snubbed him. Oh, yeah, that's right. So he could probably do a good job.
2: I also uh, on Twitter I proposed Paul Giamatti as a host, and I still really want that. That will never happen in a million years, but I would love. <laughs> can that. you
1: can you imagine Bo Burnham though, just like slowly wheeling out a piano and sitting down and going, <laughs> "I've got a song for you guys. This song is called Fortnite the Oscars.
0: <laughs> it's a song called I Hate Making Art." <laughs>
1: Tell us, uh, listeners, audience, people that are listening right now, tell us who you would love to see host the Oscars. That's what I want to know.
2: Let's
0: get Michael Caine to host the Oscars.
1: Yes. You get Michael Caine to do anything. I'll watch it. Get Michael
0: Caine up there and then have him be Alfred Pennyworth, right? you only supposed to blow the dreddy doors off.
1: How happy were the people at whatever studio made it? They were waiting. They were sitting around going, BMW is going to put that new Mini Cooper out. We could finally make another Fortnite Italian job movie. Let's go. I really like
2: the Italian job remake. I, I did know, too. I don't know if that's a popular opinion or not, but I quite I don't think that. it is. Okay.
1: I don't think it is. I'm not positive. It's been a long time. But uh, I loved, I like both of them. But you, know, just, you just knew. You knew that as soon as they announced that, they were like, oh, we got this. New movie time. Let's go. We get Mini Coopers again.
0: It was well received.
2: I think they should uh, tie the Italian job movies with um, Fast and Furious and get a big uh, multi-car universe.
0: Yeah. And then put Lightning McQueen in there multi-car too. Multi-car universe. There you go. <laughs> Major
2: Crimes Unit. Oh, man.
0: You can get all sorts of characters in there. Uh, the problem is Jason Statham's in both, so you got no option there. Oh, uh, well. Jason twin Statham
1: needs to be in all action movies. <laughs> I, I love Jason Statham both in dramatic roles, but, like, I also loved Jason Statham in Spy. Yeah,
0: he was good in Spy. Spy was good. Spy like, was a thumbs up from me.
1: That Those were comedic chops I was not expecting from Jason Statham. Anyway, uh, Jason Statham is not in The Dark Knight Rises. Is he not? Would he have helped or hurt? Uh,
0: he could have been Bane. He
2: could, yeah. He's bald. bold. He's bold. <laughs>
0: Why are you laughing? That's a great casting.
1: I'm just imagining, like, you know, normal, like, action movie Chase and Statham as Bane. He would
0: he would have a luchador mask. <laughs>
1: this is, this is, I can't even, like, I can't even process this out loud, how funny this is to me for some reason. He
0: could have been Batman, and then the rock could have been Bane. <laughs> what? Yeah, the rock's huge. Oh,
1: my God, what alternate universe are you operating out of now? This is
0: the, oh, this is the future. Who played Bane in the original? In the in the Batman and Robin.
2: I think it was a wrestler, right?
0: Yeah, I'm sure it was. But Dwayne Johnson's a wrestler. That's
2: true. Yeah, I heard
0: Dave Batista not too busy. In there? Dave Batista, Jesus Christ!
1: Oh my God! I, yeah, I don't want John Cena as Bane. That's
0: going the wrong direction with John Cena's career. It was Robert G. You can't see Winston. me because I'm in the dark. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he could be Batman. John Cena is the next Batman. I'm telling you, man, there's an opening. Christian Bale, or not Christian Bale. Christian Bale hasn't been Batman for a long time. Uh, ben Affleck. Oh, I'm curious. Who should be the new Batman now that Ben Affleck has stepped down?
1: No one. Stop making DCU movies.
2: Wasn't the what? the rumor was Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Yeah, but now he's mysterious. Right. Well, that's not the first time there's been overlap, right?
0: Uh, I, I, I think currently the way the contracts work is you cannot work for both. Like you can't be actively in both series, but there have been ca- people who've gone from like, like, uh, but, um, uh, what's his name was happy God, Shazam. Who's Shazam?
2: Oh, uh, um, uh, Zachary Levi, Zachary Levi. He
0: was excited when his character was killed off in Ragnarok because that meant he could go be Shazam.
2: Well, that's the thing, right? Is, is Mysterio going to be in more than one Marvel movie or is it just going to be far from homecoming or far from home? I have no idea. We're going to have to wait and find out. I don't know. But um, that, it wouldn't be my first choice anyway, because I, I like that he's probably going to go back to like
0: smaller movies after that, like Wildlife. Or wildlife. Yeah, I don't,
1: I don't think he's the right call for that.
0: I think they, there's been talks for a long time about how John Krasinski is not a superhero, and there's a lot of fan casting that puts him in as Mr. Incredible. Not Mr. Incredible, Mr. Fantastic. Okay. But I think he'd make a decent Batman.
2: He'd get to get really, really ripped. He's already really ripped. Oh, yeah, for that uh, Jack Ryan show. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: and the war movie he did.
2: Oh, the 13 Hours?
1: There's, yeah, the Secrets of Mugazi or
0: whatever. Yeah, John Krasinski is freaking jacked. That's, yeah, I forgot. That you know what?
1: You know what? Just just throw the whole Fortnite wallet at it. Get Chris, Chris Pratt to do it. <laughs> Chris Pratt. He's also clearly not busy. Pratt-man? I
2: don't know. I still say Michael Caine.
0: As Michael Batman? As Batman. Because, yeah. like, Isn't I'm not going to bury bat- you know, any more Batmans. Because I am hold Batman. <laughs> Batman. Hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Just let Will Arnett do it. That's what I was just thinking. Will Arnett continue his role as the greatest Batman alive?
1: <laughs> just just put, like, a, a live-action version of Lego Batman. Like, the same character. Like, make it Will Arnett with the mask on, but, like, the exact same character. Darkness. <laughs> no parents.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know, man. I just... Uh, Batfleck was not my favorite thing in the world. I'm not going to lie to I you. I liked
0: him in it. I yeah, I think Batfleck was fine. I don't I don't understand the hate. I think you got bad scripts and bad movies out of it, but I think the character was a it was a smart casting and a smart choice.
1: Yeah, I just didn't it wasn't the the overall execution of the thing didn't wow me. I wasn't itching for more Ben Affleck as Batman.
0: I think I think what happens when you get into these live action DC stories is you cannot escape the fact that Superman, Wonder Woman and the Flash outclass Batman so much.
2: I mean I think it would have been fine if they had done a separate Batman movie before Batman v. Superman, but I understand at that point there was no real interest for yet another Batman movie. Another solo yeah. Batman movie.
1: Another Batman origin story, right. yeah. That's what I mean. So
2: I can understand why uh, Warner Brothers went ahead and just made Batman v. Superman, but I feel like not having his full story uh, introduced before that movie and having to like introduce that Batman, like I mean, that's I, I like the movie, but I feel like that has like so much to do in a two and a half hour block of time that it, I can understand where the problems arose.
1: Well, like I think the way they introduced Spider-Man in the new MCU movies, well, they introduced the new Spider-Man in the MCU movies is what I was trying to say was good, where they gave him, like, sort of an origin, like an origin of getting the Spider-Man suit in Civil War, and then by the time the actual movie, they turned right around and made a movie out of him, and people were ready for That's it. That's true, So, like, yeah. I think if you're going to introduce a character in, like, a in a, in a a joint movie, it's going to have to be something more like that, and then you give them the, the, the continuation of that in a solo flick. Right. If you're not going to do the solo flick first, but they haven't done either. They went for Suicide Squad, where Batman's <sighs> job was jump on top of a car.
0: But I think... Suicide Squad was also just garbage.
2: Yeah, that was really bad um but i do think there's a difference though in the fact that like spider-man was essentially a glorified cameo in civil war whereas he's in the title of batman v superman so it's a little trickier in that regard right. for sure
1: but i think that you could have just made a man of steel sequel that included batman
0: sure yeah i, w- I would agree with that
2: yeah you could do that. yeah
1: and i think you honestly probably could have made a very similar movie and just not called it batman versus superman
0: dawn of justice they did kind of superman the cart before the horse civil served. war
1: <laughs> no not superman civil war <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean make it simple you know you take your two biggest characters and you have them fight and then you throw wonder woman in there that's all it takes that's all it's about is it really Godot? it's good yeah that's
1: so weird i did not know that
0: yeah that's a character i like i like wonder woman i like that movie i think that they've got like that movie runs into a problem with the uh the villain being so incredibly campy but other than that good film well shot i'm excited for the sequel
2: that comes out this year right wonder woman 2
0: Yes. Well, it's actually Wonder Woman 1,984. Right. We missed the the second 1,983 of them. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Not quite how that works.
0: <laughs> uh, so there's probably a good bit of story that we're missing, and but so, I guess they filmed it.
1: So they officially hired James Gunn for the Suicide Squad sequel? Is that what I'm hearing as well?
2: To so right and direct, I believe, yeah.
1: Yeah, called, preliminary called The Suicide Squad, which I thought was a weird a weird twist on the name.
2: I mean, another Suicide Squad... Might be a little uh, too on the nose there.
1: Jesus Christ! Another Suicide Squad movie? Why question mark? Coming 2019. It's
0: not coming out this year, is it? No. no.
2: 2020,
0: oh, I think. Right? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. They just have like a teaser right now, right? Where they've got like costumes. I think that's
2: Birds of Prey. Is there? A oh, there? that is
0: Birds of Prey. Yeah, with you and McGregor.
2: I think there's a lot of people in that movie.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. Obi Wan Kenobi.
1: I don't know. I'll tell you what I'm excited for: Dark Phoenix. Oh, really. Uh, it's- No, No, I'm not excited for Dark Phoenix.
2: I'm very curious um, if they're just going to put those on streaming services, that one and the New Mutants, um, given the Fox deal that's going on, if they're just going to dump them, essentially, because I feel like New Mutants, I would not be surprised that just like on Hulu one day, they're like, oh, yeah, it's out. There you go. You want. Here
0: it is. Enjoy. The, did you enjoy the Super Bowl? Here's New Mutants. I mean,
2: yeah. I mean, I don't think Netflix is going to do that this year for anything. But the
0: thing is, like, I was
1: jazzed by the first trailer for New Mutants. I thought it looked good.
2: I did too. Yeah. I just I think it got caught up in this vortex of the Fox Disney merger, and I I don't think they. I think initially they wanted to make it kind of like more horror related and kind of its own thing, and maybe even R-rated, and then they kind of push back against that. Now, I heard they did a lot of reshoots to make it, like, PG-13 friendly, and maybe more, like, CW-ish. And, uh, I don't know. I think I don't know what it's going to be like, I, but I was excited by that first trailer, and I'm kind of bummed that it's probably going to be some weird uh, film in, in the end, based on all these changes that are going on.
0: Man, I have no idea. I didn't even know there was a trailer for the New Mutants. It oh, came yeah, out came
1: out, like yeah like ago. A, Yeah, a while ago it featured like Pink Floyd's The Wall and uh it looked good it was, it was it was presented like a like an X-Men horror movie um and then they just yeah then it just went, disappeared
0: like so a, this is like filmed and ready to come yeah, out yeah
1: i saw a trailer for it for months
2: well i th- mean they they went they filmed it and then they went back and did like extensive reshoots so i don't know if they're still doing reshoots or what's going on with that but yeah now it's not, it's in this strange vortex where i don't even know if it has a release date now
1: dark That's phoenix kind of- does have a release date no
2: no i meant new mutants i know i'm oh. just
1: i was just bringing it back around oh yeah okay the, the dark phoenix does have a release
2: date 20th
0: uh-huh. century fox website says august 2nd 2019 new mutants okay but there's so. like no
2: trailer well it's august i guess yeah they can wait a little bit but i feel like there'd be like a new trailer or something if it's gonna come out pretty soon
0: hey that dude from stranger things is in this which one the br- will's brother oh that guy i'm watching the My trailer brother. right now on silent <laughs> you know who i hate james mcavoy really? Yeah, I do not like him as Charles Xavier. Oh,
2: yeah. Or I didn't like Split either. Oh, okay. I like Split, but I can understand some of the criticisms behind it.
0: But you're, you're a, a horror fan, correct? Like, you, you watch all those horror-type films, horror and thriller and all that. Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm
2: a, I'm a horror fan. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: see, I'm, 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 a, I'm about half and half on Midnight Shyamalan movies, I think, is what I figured out. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Glass cuz I wasn't crazy. I didn't I wasn't crazy about unbreakable either. Uh, um, yeah, you probably not like Glass. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't loved either of the movies in that series. Um, you know, but I did I did really like Signs. I really liked The Village. I really liked Lady in the Water. I really liked uh Oh, what was the 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 movie? Devil?
2: Yeah, well, he didn't direct that one. He didn't direct no. it. He wrote it or co-wrote it. Okay, gotcha. He produced um, it. I did like Devil.
1: But then there's like, you know, he's got The Happening. You've got uh you know, The Last Airbender. <laughs> Uh, so he's he's had some misses, uh, and I haven't seen The Sixth Sense because the ending of it was ruined for me by Scrubs in two thousand one, and I'm still bitter. It's
2: pretty surprising you, you made it to two thousand one though without hearing the ending. We were nine in two thousand one. Yeah. yeah, but even still, like I remember, like people were crazy about spoiling The Sixth Sense.
1: Yeah, I never. I mean, like it was only two years. I guess I don't know. Yeah. And and when The Sixth Sense came out, I was seven and definitely not watching The Sixth Sense.
2: When do you think it's like appropriate to talk about spoilers in film? Like a month. You think it's okay after a month?
1: Yeah. I mean that and that is that is like at this point I you know I don't know that it's I don't know that it's it's cool for like other media to talk about spoilers but I think like person to person I think it's cool um after uh, you know a couple weeks to a month like, if if you're if you're that worried about not seeing the end of the movie like
2: go see Yeah, it. I was going to say 6 months uh to a year. But I feel like like with Infinity War I think it's fair to say like what happens at the end of that now. Like I think everyone knows at this point. It has
0: been memed on Twitter.
2: Right. So like Right, but if they
1: made what I'm getting at though is if they filmed like a sitcom right now that was like, well, haven't you heard? And just reveals the entire ending of Infinity War. Like, I don't think that's cool. I may just be mad at Scrubs, but that's that's whatever. But
0: do you think a sitcom could say Han Solo dies? You no. think that's too recent no, still? No. Yeah,
1: I would give it a couple years. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know how I feel about that one. But like with other people, like if you're just talking to to that's like that's a
0: sacred secret though, right? Because. With the prequels, That's you ruin. Cool. I wasn't talking. I know, but with the prequels, you ruin Empire Strikes Back. I'm just gonna keep going, because you ruin Empire Strikes Back with that. So now the only good spoiler moment in all of Star Wars is at the end of Force Awakens, and it's it's so worth it. Do you guys
2: see that guy who's like driving a truck that said Han Solo dies at the end? Like uh, just driving around uh, USA.
0: No. No. I'm curious about that. That
2: sounds like a fun thing to do. It was like uh, less than a year after the movie came out. I definitely
1: love, um, anytime I've ever seen a picture of somebody's car that has, like, you know, where where you, where you would put a spoiler, or even, maybe even written on the spoiler, that has, like, Dumbledore dies in book six, written <laughs> and stuff like that written on it, like, like, old jokes at this point, but that always makes me laugh, and, like, uh, I'm gonna deface my car to make somebody laugh kind of way. I wouldn't personally do it, but, like, anytime I see pictures of that, I'm just like, that's, that's a funny joke, like, the spoiler joke won't, that doesn't get old for me yet. Uh, but, I mean, like, with, and the, that was the thing with, like, with the big ticket movie, like, the Star Wars movies are, like, like, the marvel movies it's like you really gotta hop on that one if it's if it's been a fortnight and you haven't seen it yet i don't honestly feel bad about talking to you about it like get on your game well i
0: mean i'm not gonna i don't feel bad talking about it publicly i i would definitely feel bad about talking directly to somebody about it who hasn't seen it it's like oh it's been two weeks and you haven't seen it i'm just gonna straight up ruin it for you Well, right no now. but i mean like we have we have
1: we have the <laughs> discord server right so for right.
0: for our patrons
1: and we have the spoiler alert channel in there where which is a hard phrase for me to say uh i can't get around the consonants that in the word but um and 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 people are like they're talking about movies that came out eight nine ten twelve months ago and i'm like guys this is not a spoiler anymore like it's just not like if you're gonna if if the movie is out on home release like it's not a spoiler anymore that's where that's kind of where my excuses end but i might be wrong about that some people Uh. will definitely feel different
2: I kind of feel it's a gray area, but I think, like, I say, like, Infinity War because, like, that's, like, a big movie that I would say, like, at least a fourth of the planet has probably seen by now. So, like, I think that's kind of fair game. Like, that's just a huge movie. It's kind of impossible to ignore. But, like, a small indie movie where, like, I don't know, it might have a big twist or something, like, that might be uh, uncalled for to spoil it, like, upright.
1: Oh, for or... sure. And that's, that's a completely different situation. That's yeah. what I'm talking about is, like, there's certain, like... But, but when it's one of these big, like, unmissable blockbuster movies, like, at this point, especially with the social internet, it's like, you are you just gotta protect your own interests and just go see the movie early. Yeah.
2: So, like, I, I wonder, know. though, like, for a movie like Serenity, when can we talk about spoilers in a public fashion about that?
1: Serenity, like,
0: the Firefly movie?
2: No, no, the McConaughey one. You haven't heard the twist for that yet?
0: No. I, I, don't, I will I don't not even spoil know what, it. I will not spoil it. I don't spoil. even know what that I have is. I not heard the twist. Is, uh, w- it was the film good? No. No, yeah, but I heard it's it kind of worth kid,
2: seeing but... just for how crazy it gets. In one of those, like, oh, this is like a real thing that actually came out in theaters, kind of movie.
0: What but... is this movie? You haven't heard of McConaughey? No.
2: Uh, well, I don't even know where to begin describing it. It's McConaughey
0: like... and Anne Hathaway.
2: Yeah, Anne Hathaway of uh, Dark Knight Rises.
0: <laughs> there we go. We brought it all back.
2: Um, well, the main plot is about uh McConaughey trying to kill a giant uh fish, uh, and then it gets <laughs> weirder from there.
1: Okay, well, I'll I have to check it out. It was not was it worth watching?
2: Uh, if you're with the right people and you have some booze, I think it's fun to watch.
0: <laughs> so no, uh, well, I mean, fair I Will you see uh, everything?
2: I, I try to see as much as I can.
0: I remember for reference, listener who does not listen to Will's other podcasts. Will, how many movies did you see in, like, new movies did you see in 2018?
2: I think it came out to, like, 174.
0: Yeah, and I believe you described that as a modest number.
2: Yeah, was, that was lower than usual for me. Jesus Christ. That I mean, is
0: so many movies. It's
2: quite a few, yeah.
0: That's
1: like yeah, ha- every other day for a year.
2: Yeah, it might not have been that many. I, I I forget exactly how many it was. I would recommend listening to our episode if you want to find out for sure our oh, best course. movies of the year episode for Cinemaholics, but uh, yeah, I forget exactly what number it was, but it was it was less than usual for me, I remember that.
1: That's nuts. I mean, what that is... What is your favorite movie ever, Will Ashton?
2: Um, For me, it's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate
0: Factory. Okay. Really? Yeah. Gene Wilder? Yeah, of course. What was that? I said Gene Wilder? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, not... of course. Yeah.
1: yeah. The one they had to rename because of Gene Wilder? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a legend. Ugh. IP in peace. Still sad.
0: Still sad. You don't sound sad.
1: I mean, it's I'm not like weeping sad. It's been a while. Sound,
0: sound nonchalant about it. You could be a little more chalant.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty Fortnite chalant, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> while we're on the topic. Anyway, so Dark Knight Rises. Let's let's circle back around to this one and just follow that Anne Hathaway thread. Um, Tyler, why do you not like her as Selena Kyle?
2: I'm
0: curious as she well. J- I just, like, I feel like, I don't know. She, de- I am not sold on her being this, like, cat burglar interesting character. She just seems so vanilla throughout the whole thing. Do you think she needed more puns? Like cat puns? I mean, I, I could have stood for a few more cat puns. You know, the little, little like cat got your tongue. Obviously, I don't want Halle Berry. Like, that's that's a step in the wrong direction. But I don't know. I just felt like we were just like, oh, there's another vigilante who is about as qualified as Batman in combat now. All right, cool.
1: Right, but and she's I so didn't...
0: suave and coy. Like, No, she's not suave or coy. She's, like, awkward and weird. I know that she's supposed to be and that, like, the other actors are like, oh, I'm being suave and coyed now because that's what the director told me to do. But she just isn't. And, like, I just disagree with that entirely. Yeah, I don't agree. I, I
2: feel like she's very multi-layered. Like, there's just so much, there's so much going on in a given scene for her that I really like her performance. I thought it was really well captured.
0: I mean, if you guys have a reasoning as to why it was so great, I'm happy to be swayed. I would much rather like all the characters in this movie than have a flaw with any of them. But to me, the performance did not land without some further explanation. I just felt like I... All of a sudden, there's this equal to Batman character that did not do it for me, and I was there. W- it was satisfying at the end when she like busts through the door and shoots the gun at Bane.
2: I was gonna ask about that. Yeah, how do you guys feel that- about that?
0: I
1: think it would have done better if she tased him on a face and he ran off in a horse.
2: But I know <laughs> that Batman people were upset start. that they kind of killed the main antagonist in a kind of uh, you know passive way kind of the iron man 2 way of just like killing him off kind of willy nilly and then just going back to whatever the main plot was so i i actually kind of like that i think it's fun just like kill him off and then just be like okay that's done
1: well yeah i kind of i kind of feel that makes bane human yeah i dig that though because like that was the moment where you realized that he wasn't the villain they're like there is somebody else pulling the strings here
0: yeah i'm with that i thought yeah just knock him out i didn't realize he died Honestly, I just figured he was incapacitated and then I imagine taken to Arkham.
2: Uh, I mean, I guess they leave it kind of vague, but I feel like he was uh, at least seriously wounded because he was pretty, uh, he was the, the yeah, breathing Yeah, they mass. shot him. Yeah. Yeah, but his breathing apparatus thing was still, like, that was leaking at that point, right? Because of the fight. Yeah. So I think at the very least he was seriously wounded and probably left to die by then. So. What
0: a great weakness. Bane has no weaknesses except being punched square in the face. Yeah. <laughs> But he's such a big guy that that rarely ever happens. So. Right.
1: Well, they had to they had to get that Batman like where's X moment in there. So they had to they had to be able to 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 just beat Bane into submission like that. So that was right. It was a good weakness, Batman where he's just like where's the tracker? I mean,
0: Batman not okay with murder is okay with torture. Trigger I mean, he gave, not trigger.
2: Batman gave him permission to die.
0: He did. Throwing yeah, that light a, back
2: at him. What
1: a lot. And you know, Bane, in the same weird way that the Joker was like, yeah, I'm happy that Batman's killing me. Bane was just like, all right, you've learned the lesson I came here to teach you, Bruce.
2: <laughs> I must be on
0: my way now.
1: Yes, <laughs> It's time for me to go terrorize Cleveland, where Jim Gordon's kids are. Make them wish they'd never left Gotham.
0: I mean, I, if I was Jim Gordon's family, I would have left Gotham. If I was Gordon, I would have left Gotham.
2: He has a devotion to
0: his job and his well, uh, city. Well,
1: yeah, I'm. Al- I just, I'm almost certain that's why his wife left him because she was like, "Jim, we need to leave
0: Gotham," and Jim's like, "I can never leave Gotham." Right, <laughs> right. Jim, you're a cop. There, there are cops in other cities. You can just go do that somewhere else. No, because then it, it would have been left to Peter,
1: the whole city, and that would not have been a good thing. Who's Peter? The other commissioner. I
2: mean, he also knew the truth about Harvey Dent. So there's that also guilt in that leaving. Harvey I, I think Dent. It's pretty well, yeah. Can we trust him?
0: oh i mean yeah i get why he stays it's because jim gordon is like as passionate about his job as a police officer as anybody in the history of time can be like i understand it i just don't think that's like, like i've met a lot of cops in my life and for most of them it is a job not like a hard devotion career
2: yeah but i mean going back to like the fact that this is ultimately a comic book adaptation i do like that the stakes what? are you know i mean it's like, it's like larger in life in that way like you know like he's right. like extra devoted to his job it kind of It comes back to his core kind of simplistic look of things, but...
1: Well, I mean, uh, you also don't get to be police commissioner of a 30 million person city without, like, taking the job pretty
2: seriously. Right. You can't be real laissez-faire
0: in that regard. Right. And and the other good thing is... uh... You know, if we didn't have Commissioner Gordon, then in this series, then we would never would have had, uh, oh gosh, who plays him? Paul Blackthorne, is Detective Quinn? Quill? Quinn? Does he play on Arrow? The detective. I don't know. That was a character that's just so obviously based on, on, uh, this performance of Commissioner Gordon. And I love that character. It's like the best character in the whole show. Everybody else is so stupid. and,
1: (laughs) And here's the thing though, is like, if you're Jim Gordon and somebody hands you the keys to the city as the police commissioner, and they're like, but wait, there's a prison in the middle of the city housing one thousand
0: of the worst criminals the world has ever seen. Have fun. That's really not that many criminals in a city of thirty million.
2: That's true, yeah. Yeah, but that's like, like but that's like, like nothing, especially <laughs> they, for they, a city that's known for its criminal behavior. That's pretty impressive, right? You right, could you
0: could have dropped in like a. There are thirty thousand of the world's most dangerous criminals.
1: Well, okay. So what's the but what's the prison that they go to in? in Venom where they're hiding carnage that's like in the middle of nowhere Alcatraz like that's where you put criminals like that like the people that are uh, a huge threat to, to a super villain ridden city you don't just throw them in the middle of Manhattan and put a big sign over the top that says here's a prison with all of the worst criminals all in one place break
2: this please I mean in the comics doesn't Arkham Asylum often get broken usually by the Joker right so that's yeah kind of fitting
0: yeah, the whole the whole comic series is kept alive by the fact that Batman won't kill. And they all just go to Arkham and bust out and become Batman's villain again.
1: Well, yeah, and that's represented in these movies by the fact that Jonathan Crane continues to be a problem. Every time. Which his role, Cillian Murphy as a scarecrow, his role in this movie, I, I always love. The, as the, just like, the Fortnite whole judge. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: he's not a judge, this is a sentencing hearing.
1: He's just, yeah, he's so, like, business face, like, straightforward, just like, all right, guys, this is not, okay, not a jury, not a judge, like, this is a sentencing hearing, your crimes have been established, do you want to be exiled or do you want to die? Just answer the question. Just just answer the question.
2: I do like that uh, they have the hay on his shoulder, just so if people forgot that he's Scarecrow, just so you have that little reminder.
0: (laughs) Exile, sold!
1: slams the gavel down. death
0: by exile okay uh real quick just to circle back to that carnage is at san quentin state prison which is described as california's most notorious prison which i can think of at least one california prison more notorious
1: uh, alcatraz no longer a prison though oh. they do not keep prison people there any longer yeah,
0: but it's, it's still the most notorious prison
1: correct but it is not actively a prison it is a museum That's dumb. Why? Do you know anything about Alcatraz? No. Look some stuff up. Was it a bad place? It was a bad place, yes.
0: It was that great, yeah. Not, not where people want to hang not,
1: out? Not not even like, like it's the kind of like, yeah, you wouldn't even wish
0: this on your worst enemy kind of place. we
2: we'll would end up in New York's highest club list anytime soon.
0: Alcatraz looks like, a, I mean, the island looks nice. You got a good view of the Golden Gate Bridge. It's
1: just a rock in the middle of the bay with a prison on it. Yeah,
0: but you got a nice view of the bridge. I mean, that's a pretty bridge.
1: How, have you never seen The Rock or anything? Like, you know nothing about Alcatraz. This is
0: wild. I, no, I, I know a thing or two about Alcatraz. I just don't know. Like, I don't. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that it was. Did you in, you, you, was, you
1: until this day though thought it was still a prison? No,
0: I did not think it was still a prison. Okay. But I don't. I wouldn't have been able to tell you like why it was closed or anything like that.
1: I mean, I don't know off the top of my head well, the exact reason they closed it, but it was just like mostly human rights rights. rights violations
0: seems easy enough to give the place
2: a facelift I don't know I think it's pretty tarnished at this point
1: yeah as well as I think there was just some major inconveniences put on by the fact that it is uh on an island yeah it is it is that but like and and that's my point though about is if you're going to create like a super prison for super villains you might want to put it you know out in the middle of the ocean
0: and use Dementors
1: yeah or at least what they did in the spider-man video game with the raft
0: the raft that's a cool name for a prison I don't know. The riffraff. I
2: don't
1: know. Could not tell you. Could not tell you, Ethan. I'm just saying. I'm just pointing out that, like, this seems like a flaw. When Bane rolled up and was like, I'm going to bust open this prison now. I was like, yeah, I never saw that one coming. When at the beginning they were like, Harvey Dent put these thousand men behind bars in this building that doesn't particularly look that secure in the middle of the city.
0: Yeah, it's got bars.
1: From the beginning, I was just like, yep, okay, here's a plot point. No chance this is gonna go wrong, right guys? Huh? I don't know. I, just I feel, feel like Sorry, when I ahead. think
0: high security prison, I don't think, like, prison with bars on the wall. I think, like, bulletproof glass.
2: I've never been to prison, so I don't know. No,
0: I've never been to prison. I have no idea. Will, prison?
2: I would not want to be in prison anytime soon, no.
0: No, I, it just doesn't seem like my place.
2: Did you guys see that uh, Ben Siller prison show that came out? No. Is no. it good? It's like a mini series. supposed to be really good. Escape from something. Uh, Patricia Arquette's in it. Uh, I think Benicio Del Toro and Paul Dano. Is it a comedy? No, it's like a drama, or like a dramedy at least. It's based on a real story. Interesting. Um,
1: I thought Ben Stiller had been awfully quiet
0: recently. He made a movie last year, right? Did he? I
2: don't think so. I think he's been pretty busy making the show. He directed like every episode of it. Dang. I had no idea. Um,
0: escape at denomore yeah there you go will you were so well read on all the things that ethan and i should know about this industry i feel so embarrassed not embarrassed embarrassed is probably the wrong word but i feel so like i'm learning so much how are you where do you find the time to consume all of this what do you do you have like a job i
2: do yeah i write for cinema blend
0: oh i guess that makes sense and so i you, also
2: work for pittsburgh filmmakers
0: so you're a little bit more in the industry than i am
2: uh, if, if by that you mean quite barely then sure
0: I mean, Blend writes movies, writes about cinema, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm a pop culture writer, but yes, they do write about cinema.
0: What is a pop culture writer? I mean, what do you write? It's
2: a general umbrella. I kind of write whatever they want me to write about for them.
0: But I mean, is that mostly like Kardashians or is it like...
2: Sometimes, yeah. Kind of uh, music, uh, general stuff that's going on. Sometimes they get to write about movies. Sometimes they write about TV. Sometimes they write about, like you said, the Kardashians. Sometimes music, Grammys, anything like that. It's kind of a, a broad... Uh, window.
0: Interesting. I'm looking you up on their website. Wait, is Dodgeball
1: right 2 happening? Is
2: it? Didn't they do that thing for uh charity?
1: Yeah, I saw that, but he the IMDb says Ben Stiller Dodgeball 2 producer announced.
2: I didn't hear anything about that. <laughs>
1: So I don't know. That's what I was wondering. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't It doesn't seem like ben Stiller does a whole lot of movies anymore. He mostly does produces television, it looks like. Well,
0: I think well, he, Hey, man. Maybe you find your niche. I think
2: he got burnt by uh, Zoolander 2. So, yeah. I don't know if he's going to be uh Zoolander he, 2 was bad. I don't think he's itching to do another Dodgeball.
1: Well, you know, I mean Zoolander 1 was just one of those
0: like we all agreed we were going to like it.
1: Right. It's like it was just
0: it it, wa- it
1: was what it was. Like it was really good and it was really good for the time and it just didn't need to be redone. Like
2: yeah. But why male models?
1: I don't know. Well, as the, soon as I heard the sequel, I was like, This is not this is just not gonna go the way you want it
2: to. Yeah, it was it was like too little too late by that point. Basically said everything they need to say with that first movie. So
1: Right, it's like yeah. what what more of the story did you have to tell? And the answer was clearly not a whole lot.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like though that there were a lot of people like asking him to do it, so I guess there yeah, was I some mean, demand. It,
0: Zoolander had this, like, weird renaissance when we got older where everybody was like, you know, the social internet got a hold of it and was like, oh, my God, did you watch this every day when you were a kid? And everybody was like, yep. Yeah. And then they kind of had this, like, push to create the sequel. And I think, I don't know. I don't think anybody particularly wanted it.
2: Yeah, because it's weird because it did have that push because it came out, like, the weekend of 9-11, I think, or pretty close to it. And it was just, like, a very bad time for a comedy to come out. Because no one was in the mood to laugh or anything. So... It was, uh, at the time, pretty much panned and didn't do well financially. And then, like you said, there was like that kind of uh, uh, reconsideration for it. And then everyone was like, yeah, this is actually pretty good. Just check it out. And then, I guess, eventually, people just kept asking Ben Stiller, make a sequel. Make a sequel. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And then, yeah, there you go. And
0: then Blue Steel.
2: Blue Steel's back. And then it's gone again.
0: You're right. This did come out the, the week. Or not the week. The month of nine eleven.
2: Yeah, it was in September, I remember. Yeah.
0: That
1: is unfortunate.
0: It's
2: very unfortunate, yes.
0: That is not when you want your movie to come out.
2: Especially not your comedy. Your lighthearted, uh, feel-good comedy. Orange
0: mocha frappuccinos. It was a gasoline fight accident.
2: I keep forgetting that Alexander Sarasgar in that scene. Is he really? Yeah, he's one of the guys. He's one of the roommates. Yeah. Really? I'm not pulling your leg.
0: No, I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> why would you? <laughs> That's mind-blowing. I did not know that.
2: It's always fun to go back and see like people you know now. Like in Dark Knight Rises, what's his name? Uh, the guy is going to be in Top Gun 2. Or, no, wait, he's not going to be in Top Gun 2. He was campaigning for it. He was in Set Up, though.
1: Which uh, guy Who are you talking Glenn about?
2: Something. Glenn something. He was in Everybody Wants Some.
1: I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure who you're talking about.
2: I feel bad. I don't remember. I think Glenn Powell? That his name? He was, uh, yeah, Glenn Powell. He was uh, JFK and Hidden Figures.
1: Oh, he was in Dark Knight Rises?
2: Yeah, he's the one the stockbroker guy. He oh, gets,
1: ho, look at that. He was.
2: He's like uh, punched in the face by Bane. Yeah, like, look at that. He's Like, there's no money here. He's like, Then why are you here?
0: <laughs> there's no money to steal here, yeah. Right,
2: yeah. Then why are you here?
0: Classic. Oh yeah, he is a I top like... gun.
2: He's gonna be the new Top gun.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah, it looks
2: like it. With Miles Teller. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember up.
1: that you remember that, that moment where Miles Teller was in every movie? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you remember you remember stick
1: Yeah, it was awful. God, it was bad. It was awful. But then he was in Whiplash. That was amazing. I
2: really like him in Spectacular Now as well. I thought he was great in that movie.
1: He, I've only seen part of that movie. I have not, I have not finished that one. It's
2: really good. I would highly recommend it. I got
1: interrupted for some reason. I can't remember why. He was in the new Footloose. Miles Teller was great. But he was in everything there for a minute. He's
2: going to be in, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Nicholas Wendell Ruffin's Amazon show. Which one is that? It's it's called Too Old to Die Young. I don't know why it comes out. It's coming out sometime this year.
1: Yeah. Uh, It says, uh, unknown release date currently. This is, I, I've I've seen yeah I've seen the trailer for this or the, the teaser or whatever it is yeah this looks really good they're they're doing some good stuff with these streaming services the the original series for these now um some I'm glad that some different names have come in the market because I think Netflix got a little full of themselves there for a minute
0: yeah I mean Netflix put out what was the first one House of Cards yeah and it was like yo this is awesome which we do not publicly endorse House of Cards here on Bacon and Eggs do you guys uh, uh,
2: do you guys see that Variety article where they said that Disney's gonna spend like a hundred and seven billion dollars on streaming content.
0: That's awesome. I'm very excited. Give I'm me not, all the I'm MCU not, shows. I'm
1: not I'm not excited. I'm not excited. I think this is a bad thing for the industry.
2: 107 billion dollars, though. That's I can't a,
1: even... a, I don't believe that. I don't even know how you would spend that much money.
2: Well, I think that's spread out like with the AM- or uh, ESPN and different things like that, but um yeah, just I that number is insane.
1: Right. Like if it only costs you know, two hundred and thirty million dollars to make the Dark Knight rises. What are you gonna spend? I mean they
2: have that um, um is it Boba Fett the show that they're doing?
0: They're doing a lot of shows. They're doing but Star, the Star Wars. Star Wars shows. one yeah, yeah, isn't it? Mandalor- uh, the Mandalorian. Is that
2: about Boba Fett?
0: I don't think it is. I think it's about a different character. Oh, okay. But it's I, I could be wrong about that, but my understanding is that it's not. But they're they're doing all sorts of stuff. And they're also making like a uh Falcon and Winter Soldier show and they're making a Loki show. There's a whole bunch of different shows.
1: I just think giving one studio, that much power is a, a bad move.
0: It is, yes. I No,
2: I agree with that. Uh,
1: yeah. I think we are headed back toward what we had in the 20s and 30s, and that's a bad thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, when that Fox merger was announced, I just had so much dread. I was like, that's, that's really bad, because a lot of people are going to lose their jobs, for one thing, and then just having that much power in one studio is, is uh, daunting, to say the least.
0: Oh, I know. They're able to create whatever they want, as much as they want. For and and we have to watch it, you know. I definitely am not excited about that, but uh, well, and
1: like, yeah, 20th Century Fox going down is a bad thing for like sort of of larger budget indie movies because like yeah. Fox Searchlight has done great work toward getting those movies out and about in the past couple of years,
2: right? But unfortunately, and they haven't done well at the box office.
1: Most some of the them, time. yeah,
2: although it does seem like Warner Brothers is kind of picking up that trend, like, they have like uh, Star is Born couple other movies they're looking to do where they're kind of championing the middle budget movie again if any of these studios are i'd say i guess it's warner brothers right now i'm a
1: big fan of the middle budget movie i will tell you that straight up like i'm ready for another 90s where like everything was heavy hitting and those are the movies people wanted to see you had movies like like goodwill hunting and dead poet society winning awards Mm -hmm. i'm ready for another 90s
2: yeah but the thing is that i mean technically you know netflix has a lot of movies like that but they just get buried and they don't do any advertising and then they don't get any theatrical releases where they can drum up buzz. I mean, I guess Amazon does a little bit of that. They're kind of pushing for a bigger budget, but they're right now kind of squarely in the uh, small budget zone with uh, working with like A24 and stuff. But, yeah, it does seem like right now the theater is getting almost exclusively like blockbuster films. And that's yeah. It's I'm, sad. I'm just
1: so it's so like for me, it's just so draining mm-hmm to just that like the only things getting made are like sequels and remakes and superhero movies right now yeah, and i'm franchises. just kind of tired of yeah.
2: it everything's a franchise and extended universe a uh, sequel a prequel
1: and it's just exhausting i'm in between cool i'm in between cool be, Wait, but, who's making in-between inbetweencles? That might be my new favorite
0: word. Star Wars. Star, Star Wars. Wars is making yeah.
1: inbetweencles. Well, they did, and then they didn't do one. Well. And
0: then they were like, "Oh, Solo was now that we introduced all these characters, what are we gonna do?
1: <laughs> we signed Alden Ehrenreich for like eleven Solo movies. What are we gonna do now?
2: Are they, is it really that many? Eleven? No,
1: it was it was three or four. Oh, okay, because um, I there was three movies, but I can't remember or four movies but i can't remember if that would included the first one or not
0: what if they lowered the ambition and made han solo movies that were medium budget i think that
1: once you start introducing like the type of of stuff you need around a star wars movie that automatically puts you in the like big budget right
0: yeah but as far as like all the fan service crap they needed to knock out in the first one where it was like how's he gonna do the kessel run so fast or so short or whatever and how's he gonna get those dice and all that stuff which honestly I'm, i've been a star wars fan my entire life and i was like what is with these dice
1: that wasn't a one wasn't a big reveal for you no
0: i was i didn't even realize it was a thing Really? Yeah, no. That's wild. I never would have associated Han Solo with the chain of dice. Oh, yeah. The blaster, give me that. Give me give me the Kessel Run. Give me the blaster. Give me the falcon. Give me Chewie. The dice, I don't care.
1: I I don't know. I thought it was a good addition. I had no problem with that. No, I
0: wasn't, like, I'm not upset with it. But, but all I'm saying is now for the second and third one, you can cut the budget to, like, $50 million and and uh, that's it. Just make a movie. You know, like Friends with Benefits, only Han Solo is the lead. <laughs> Look, I mean, Paul,
1: Paul Bettany doesn't get out of bed for anything less than avengers money wow.
2: uh, how much did the original star wars cost to make uh, 30 bucks Yeah. well i uh, guess with inflation it would probably be more but i mean i am curious
1: uh let me find out 11 million dollars in 77
2: wow i would have thought it was like 20
0: yeah i would too i know that they didn't get a lot uh, but inflation it would come out to about 45 million yeah which is a lot oh my god how much how cheap was gas back like 12 cents cheap yeah <laughs> Less than today, <laughs> I paid two fifteen today, which I was actually kind of happy with. What? That's higher. I know, but I filled two cars.
1: Anyway, let's circle back around to some some Dark Knight Rising. Um, talk about the talk about. The music for a minute, um, just a brief second. You know, you got to give it up to Hans Zimmer again. I think that he just continued to put in good work on this trilogy of movies, giving each individual character sort of their own theme, but to the point where it wasn't overbearing like it can be in some of these superhero movies, especially the, the ensemble cast ones. I just thought that the music that he used for Bane was brilliant with that just like very rhythmic thing that was kind of stuck subtly in there anytime Bane was on screen.
0: I did like, in terms of the music, the scene where Bane and Batman are fighting in the sewer where it's it's just a fight. There's no music at all. Um, I always think scenes like that are incredibly f- powerful. And I thought that that was really well delivered. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you're not getting all of Bane. You're not getting all of Batman, but you are crushing Batman.
2: Right. And I'm a big fan of the score here. I also really enjoyed the uh, Catwoman theme. that that was fun, and I I also really get pumped up anytime I hear that the Asha, Asha, that rise song. Yeah, I, that's that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Every time Bane's
1: on screen, that's the the drum beat for that. Right. Is like the the underlay, everything that like, I'm like that is such a powerful thing that happens, um, and it just keeps happening. It, but it's it's in very. Subtle sort of understated ways to the point where if you weren't listening for it, you wouldn't notice it, but like your brain will notice it and put the connections together. I think that this just continuously in these in these Nolan movies, especially um, Hans Zimmer continues to just put in work, especially I love the scene where like, you know, the cops are running through the tunnels and it's silent except for the kids singing the Star Spangled Banner. That was a very powerful auditory movie moment for me. Almost akin to that, that first scene in uh in Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End where it's just the kid singing the, the pirate song. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was that same sense of just foreboding and creepiness delivered without sort of hitting you over the face with I'm it. with
0: that. I'm with that totally. I think in terms of sound design, this movie had a lot of things going for it, and the only time where I was like, what? Is every time that Bane would speak in sort of a quieter scene, or even in a loud scene, but his, his voice would just be such a clash against it. Um, that was the only thing that frustrated me.
1: And again, I think I think what has probably happened is that has been amplified for the digital release. If people were having problems hearing him in the theater, I think they probably just fixed it.
0: Well, I don't know if people are having tr- trouble hearing him. I think they were having problems understanding him because they covered the
2: mouth up, people were just getting confused. I was
0: getting confused. I just don't ever remember not being able to understand
1: Bane, so I, I hadn't heard anything about that.
2: I mean, I definitely remember that was one of the main criticisms of the film when it came out, but um, I wasn't sure if that was really with the IMAX release in particular, because I know there were similar complaints with uh, Interstellar. When uh, that came out, people were having trouble hearing some of the dialogue during some, like, the rises in the score, uh, if it was just uh, the like Nolan movies or what. I definitely
1: felt like that, and I definitely felt like that was intentional in Interstellar. Man, yeah, he, yeah, really, he really just uses, like, the same eight people in all of his
2: movies. Sure. Because I was going to say, like, I definitely remember having trouble hearing uh, Tom Hardy's dialogue in Dunkirk, but I think that was intentional, I think, in a way. Like, they, he also had something over his lips and uh he was like kind of just speaking over the radio so it was intentionally kind of murky but uh yeah i didn't really have that issue with uh, the dark knight rises and bane
1: yeah but this is our fourth nolan movie we reviewed in a row now because we did interstellar right before we started okay. the dark knight trilogy and so my my brain definitely went straight into like oh look in hathaway's back because they're, oh, yeah. they're just really he really just sticks with people
0: well yeah i mean you got you got a system that works and you, you keep using it yeah, I mean it's not like
1: he's using awful actors over and over again. Are you
0: trying to tell me that Matthew McConaughey is going to be the next Batman?
1: I mean, I would take that over Jake Gyllenhaal. Honest to God. I
0: would not. Mm mm. I'd take McConaughey as a Batman villain. You know that
1: you know that scene in uh in Donnie Darko where Jake Gyllenhaal says, I think you're the Fortnite Antichrist. That's how I feel about Jake Gyllenhaal. Legitimately. <laughs>
2: <Wow>. um. <laughs> Do you like steal your lunch money or something? What's up with I him? know what did Jake Gyllenhaal do I to you? I just don't think
1: I've ever disliked an actor more. Wow. Legitimately, um, I think I think Nightcrawler might be the only movie I've ever truly enjoyed him in that I've seen, and I don't actively seek out Jake Gyllenhaal movies. Um, hmm.
2: Yeah, I would uh, recommend his other stuff because I think he's great. I really like Jake Gyllenhaal. As do I.
1: I don't know. I've just never been sold on a performance. Like I, I, I don't know. He doesn't. There's something about him that just doesn't do it for me. I don't like Donnie Darko. Like I legitimately don't like that movie. Is it uh, those
2: eyes? They're just so.
1: It might Sultry. be. It, it might be. That's probably it. I'm just lost in the sauce. Um, I am curious to see how he plays Mysterio, but and, and you know, it's not like I'm going to avoid a movie because it has Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Um, but I yeah, would—he's not Ethan Hawk I would not want to... Okay, well, yeah, Ethan Hawk's just my sworn enemy. <laughs> he is standing between me and being the world's most powerful Ethan.
0: <laughs> what if like Gary Oldman decides he's going to change his name to Ethan Oldman? You know, oh, then, I, I thought it,
2: you were going to say Gary Youngman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what if Gary Oldman decides to be Batman? He, he could. He- That's the thing. He'd make a heck of a Batman. <laughs> what
1: if 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 to replace Batman you just got Christian Bale to do it but like dressed as someone
0: else? I think I think what they need to do, I've seen a lot of fan requests for this is uh cast a young guy for Batman and then get um oh my god what is his name oh my god michael keaton michael keaton to play oh alfred old batman and batman beyond and do batman beyond and have the the sort of helm be passed Hmm. and now you've got a classic batman actor playing batman and it's not clooney you can play you can have clooney as alfred pennyworth (laughs) (laughs) what is val kilmer doing these days nothing
2: well he was sick yeah he He was not doing so hot that's not good yeah he had throat cancer i think
0: that's that's not ideal not a good person for batman
2: Val Kilmer, man, I that's
1: still still my favorite Batman movie.
0: You know who No, listen, you know who needs to play freaking Alfred Pennyworth?
2: Uh some old guy,
0: I'm sure. Bill Nye. Uh, okay, I could see that. That'd be neat. Old British guy. What if
2: well, I mean Jeffrey Irons, right? Or Irons.
0: Yeah.
1: What if we just we went you know how you know how every time they remake Spider Man Aunt May gets like younger and younger? What if we just kept doing that with Alfred every time they remake Batman? <laughs>
0: I think there is a very real possibility that you're going to get a young Alfred next time around, like a Matt Smith.
2: Oh, man. Do
1: Val you, Kilmer you remember, is an underrated actor, just in case he's curious. good. I mean,
2: Tombstone alone, he's fantastic in that. There's one. Anyway, uh, y'all continue. You remember when they were going to make the Aunt May movie at Sony? What? Yeah, I remember hearing that. I think it was Oh, no? yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was great. Just make a young uh, Alfred movie.
0: I would be more interested in that than the
1: Ant May movie.
0: Did they make that joke in uh,
2: Teen Titans Go to the Movies?
0: The I did not see Teen no. Titans Go to the Movies because I, I never watched Teen Titans Go, the TV show, and I felt like I was supposed to understand that. Now, Teen Titans Go is just regular Teen Titans, but with like a silly animation style. Is that what I understand?
2: I think so. I never really, I, I saw the movie, but I didn't see the show beyond like a couple clips. Um, okay. But I would say having been in a similar position, I would recommend Teen Titans Go to the Movies. It's pretty fun.
0: I, I did hear that it would it did well,
2: critically because it didn't do well commercially. I think it flopped.
0: Did it? No, yeah, critically is what I was. Oh, okay, the, I'm yeah, no,
2: it, it, well. it got pretty good reviews.
0: Uh, um, who? There was a character that that played it was Nicolas Cage as Superman. So now Nicolas Cage Superman and Spider Man. Yeah, what a what a list of credits. Oh, man!
1: In addition to everything else Nicolas Cage has ever done. Anyway, let's do some Nicolas wrap-up. Cage is everybody. Oh. Okay. Yeah, let's start let's start getting toward the end of this um, final thoughts things we haven't talked about you know how do you guys feel about this movie where does it where does it leave you do you want does it leave you wanting more does it leave you wanting more movies does it not satisfy the desires in your heart does it does it spark joy?
0: It does spark joy. If I was to clear out my DVD cabinet and this was on there, I would keep the whole trilogy. I definitely, like, I am ready for more Nolan Batman. Revisiting the trilogy, I was like, I don't know how well this aged. I don't know if I'm going to love this. I don't know if, like, the people who give it such praise are wrong or if the people who are like, I mean, it was okay, are wrong. And the people who are giving it praise are right. This is the best superhero trilogy, period. You
1: know, I'm looking at my DVD cabinet right now. And, uh, the only things on it currently are the all eight Harry Potter movies, uh, Birdman and Thor Ragnarok. So, sorry, Marie Kondo. I'm not throwing any of those out.
0: No? No. Birdman doesn't bring me joy so much as it brings me like mind bender.
1: I'm still not throwing it away.
0: Right. Yeah. No, but I wouldn't say like I watched that movie and then I'm like, I'm happier now. I would.
1: I'm happier for having watched (laughs) that movie. It's a different kind of happiness. Anyway, Will, how do you feel about this movie? How does it how does it leave you? Does it spark? Joy?
2: Yeah, no. Like I said earlier, I think it's an entertaining film, and I found it to be a satisfying ending to this trilogy that I really do enjoy. Um, whether it's the best superhero trilogy or not, I mean, probably honestly. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like there's one I'm forgetting or something, but I really do think like right up there with Sam Raimi's films uh, for Spider-Man that there's just something about it that feels very iconic and obviously uh, influential, but. I do feel like having seen the film uh, two times now, like I, I'm satisfied with how it ends the series. I think it fits. And uh, I always have like, I just, it came at a very interesting point in my life. Like I, it came at a point in my life where I needed like joy. Cause it was, it came out the week my grandma died and I was pretty sad. Mm. And my family was just like, we need something to get our mind off of things. And uh, we saw the dark night uh, rises we actually saw it. I'm surprised I didn't bring this up earlier. I saw it at the Science Center that's located literally right across the street from the Heinz Field uh, Stadium. So I saw the movie literally right across the street from that big set piece.
1: Yeah, from where? Uh, that's, that's cool.
2: And uh, I never I actually didn't mention this earlier. I was there that day.
1: You were uh, at Heinz Field?
2: I was in the stadium when they shot that scene.
0: Really? Were yeah, you really?
2: I was. So I saw that Heinz uh, Ward running down where the thing explodes and uh, where Bane was like, Gotham control you're
1: like an extra in this movie i
2: for i can say proudly for one day of my life i lived in gotham city how are you
1: just mentioning this right now there was
2: no real avenue for me to do it earlier while we were talking about uh, the oscars and the intro the
1: intro (laughs) the point where we're like hey this is we're talking about the movie and will's like yeah i was there for this (laughs) i'm in it yeah well you
2: can't find me like you won't Like in a million years I don't think you'll see me there, but
1: No, but like that's so cool. when I was literally talking about the scene with the kids singing the National Anthem, you were there
2: for
0: that. Holy Fortnite.
2: I was there, I got to see that, yeah.
0: Did Bane come out and talk to you?
2: Not to me personally, but like I said, I was there when they did the Gotham control you'll city. And then they pull up the big ball that's a bomb. I didn't know what it was at the time, but I was like, That's cool.
0: That's a neato burrito. So like were you just going to a game or was this a big thing? No, no, like this is a
2: big thing. Like they, they were asking for people and like, you know, thousands of People signed up for it, obviously, and uh, they took us there on school buses, fitting enough, Um, and we passed through the bridges that feature prominently in the film, or at least one of them, and then right into the stadium, and uh, I was like, I think I was on the far right, so, because initially I was right behind the kid, and then they brought more extras, and they pushed me further and further away uh, in the stadium. That's still the only time I think I've been in that stadium, because I don't really watch football, Uh, so yeah, that was, it was a great experience, and uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. Well, that's were you so wearing neat. like
0: a uh, Gotham whatever their r- mask was?
2: I remember they made us, like they wanted us to wear like a lot of yellow and black, I think. Um, but you could hide uh, like the Steeler stuff to make it look like the Gotham whatever they were.
0: Oh right, because the Steelers were there. Right, I mean Heinz Ward's that in the film. Sense. Yeah, he's the uh, he's the right. player. I
2: remember because like during takes, they at one point had Heinz Ward like on top of the Batmobile, and they're like. It's the Batmobile with Heinz Ward. And people were making a lot of off-color jokes about the uh, DUI he got a couple years before after that. And so oh. that was, uh, I guess, <laughs> what the atmosphere was like there at the time. Uh, I like that DUI they kept jokes. him
1: as Heinz Ward in the movie.
2: I thought that was weird, too. Yeah, I, the, I thought like, they were going to make him like a different uh, his player, George, like a yeah. fictional character. But it was nope. like, oh, no, he's just Heinz Ward. <laughs> That's... Nope. Same name and number. Let's go. Yeah. And
0: that would have been a good opportunity to introduce, like, Cyborg as a character or something as a little cameo. Because he played football, right? What's that? Did he? Cy- I mean, he doesn't. Oh, Cyborg? Isn't- cyborg, yeah. In-, in Justice League, he's like yeah. a football player, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That
2: would have been neat. Yeah. A little wink.
0: Well, there it is. There it is. It's almost that. like this there- was, there was made before Justice League. Almost. But, I mean, Cyborg wasn't a new character or anything. Like- <laughs> no, but, like. <laughs> he's been around forever.
2: <laughs> so are you implying that the-, the accident, like, the explosion made him become Cyborg?
0: That's exactly what I'm implying. Oh, wow. Yep. All right. Yeah new theory alert heinz ward is cyborg wow exclusive <laughs> that's, a, that's a bold call brother and eight, like, well, uh,
2: six years later the exclusive on the dark knight rises
0: yes you know i mean that's how the pixar theory came to be that's it true yes all. so uh how long was brave out when that came out a while i would imagine brave what a weird crux for that whole thing the movie that like nobody saw or at least don't revisit. What if Scotland had feelings? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I really like this movie. Um, I think it's a great ending to the trilogy. Like I said, I think I like it better than Batman Begins.
2: Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, I don't I like it more than The Dark Knight. But yeah, no, I don't think it's quite that good. But I really do enjoy it. I mean, I will admit. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on here, and I don't think every subplot merges into the other perfectly, but. Just the sense of, like I said, that epic feeling about it and that real finality to it and how it kind of weaves all this ideas and political commentary and stuff I thought was really effective and really powerful.
1: Well, so on a scale of – where does Bane fall on a scale of Tommy Lee Jones in Batman Forever, Forever. and Heath Ledger's The Joker? Because that's our so villain So Tommy Lee scale. Jones
2: is one? as Two-Face. That's that's like the lowest you go for the Batman the, series? The lowest
1: – no, for all villains ever. Oh, okay. Said that Tommy Lee Jones is the worst villain ever because as Two-Face, he just keeps flipping the coin until he gets what he wants.
2: Well he couldn't sanction Jim Carrey's buffoonery.
1: I mean this is true. Uh, and then we with on the other end we have uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker who is only rivaled by the iceberg from Titanic as a villain.
0: Which does exactly what it's supposed to do.
1: We made the hard claim that, that the Titanic iceberg might be the greatest film villain ever. Brought down a lot of people.
0: It did, and it did it impartially, you know. I mean that's what Thanos was trying to do.
1: Thanos only killed half the universe,
0: but the Titanic killed most of the Titanic or the iceberg. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway. So where does, where does Bane fall on a scale of that to that?
2: Uh, I'd say like seven.
1: The fact that you just went for a hard number, I'm like, cause that's <laughs> what we always do. And I love that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is good. Yeah. I would agree. I would, I'd say like a 7.5. Honestly, I really liked Bane. Um, you know, he's sort of in the same camp for me as, uh, maybe Zemo civil war.
1: Helmet Zemo. Yeah. You pulled that name out of your ass. Fortnite!
0: <laughs> I did. Because <laughs> he's not the villain. Tony Stark's the villain, so it's tough. But Steve like... Rogers is the villain. No, it's... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
1: Let's have this fight again. Anyway, yeah, I like Bane. Um, Is this movie better or worse than the Toy Story movies?
0: Um, I have actually already updated our list with what I think is going to happen. I can fix this, of course, but I have it going just above Batman Begins, but still not above Toy Story 2. Yeah, I can't put it
2: above Toy Story 2. Yeah,
0: so the way it's set up right now is Dark Knight is number one, and then Jurassic Park, and then Toy Story 3, Toy Story 2. And then Batman begins and then Toy Story and then Interstellar and then Princess Brad Miracle Bumblebee Ralph but whatever. None mm. of those matter. Um I still think Interstellar's a little low, but that's just me. But
1: I would agree that this is better than Batman Begins, but not better than Toy Story Two. Yeah,
2: too. I agree with that completely.
0: Cool. Do you do you concur with our ranking of Dark Knight over Jurassic Park? Yeah. Okay, okay. I that one was like uh it was a moment for me, but I uh, I think that we made the right choice there.
2: I mean, yeah, I, I could certainly see an argument to be made in that, but Oh, it's well like, yeah and,
0: and like when it comes down to it ranking films is such a weird practice fairly arbitrary there's so, yeah. so yeah. yeah there's so many factors that go into it um ranking. everything on the top 10 list so far is something yeah. i would recommend anybody watch for any well
1: movie. originally we were planning right. only having one list ever where we ranked every movie we've ever recovered against each other and like that immediately after the end of year one was like this is impossible because we have so <laughs> many different like we've got like netflix original movies compared to all the star wars movies compared to all the mcu movies compared to dead poet society compared it was just like this doesn't make any sense so we're doing it annually now right now so anyway if the dark knight rises was a breakfast food what would it be
0: i don't know frosted flakes and grits i was gonna say sausage frosted flakes (laughs) and grits Yeah, because, I mean, like, it's not as dark as the other two. Like, it, it really isn't. It's shot way more in the daytime. Um, So that's... And then, you know, the streets have snow on them. So there's frosted flakes. <laughs> but it's still gritty. So, and Will says just sausage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's pretty meaty, but it, 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 it goes is. down pretty well. Yeah. And, uh, You've definitely got it,
1: some, like, some protein powder in there.
2: Like but a it's also shake. a little fat. You know, it has some fat on it, so... It might clog up your arteries a little bit, but you enjoy the experience of uh, watching and consuming it.
0: Fair enough. I dig it. I'm with that. I'm, I am I mean, so is it all three then? Yeah. Ethan, do you have a different? No, I'm okay. with it. I'm with it.
2: <laughs> so Frosted Flake with sausage inside. And uh, what was the other thing? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bowl inside. of Frosted
1: Flakes and sausage patties.
0: <laughs> with a side of grits. <laughs>
1: anyway. Very nice. Well, cool. That's everything we have to do. So, let's go ahead and wrap this puppy up. Uh any will promote final thoughts? yourself oh. as well as, as tell us where we can find you.
2: Uh final thoughts on the movie?
1: Final thoughts on life, on the movie, on whatever you want to say. This is your time. Take All right.
2: It. Um well, I don't know if I have anything else left to say about the movie as far as uh, what we discussed, but um yeah, no, I I really do enjoy this film and uh, I can understand, you know, there there are a couple plot issues that hinder it but i just enjoy it all the same and uh, i don't think that's ever going to change as far as where you can find me um, i'm on twitter at the will of ash Uh, you can follow me there and i rate for cinema blend like i said and uh, as well as a playlist and a couple other places so if you feel free and you're interested check it out and we also do like i said cinemaholics and it ain't ogre its ogre so that's my other podcast ventures if you want to check those out as well
0: Thank you, Will, for joining us. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. You're so well read. Um, Yeah, well, I'm I'm Tyler Carl, and Ethan will run down all the ways you can get in touch with me, and uh, yeah, you can go right ahead. Fair
1: enough. Uh, all the ways you can get in touch with us: Tyler is on Twitter and Instagram at Harlan. I am on Instagram as at Bacon and Tyler and I'm on Twitter as Wow Now. But the O's are zeros—I probably should merge those in one direction or the other. But we'll figure that out later. You can find the show at Bacon and Eggs Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can go to Patreon.com/slash Bacon and Eggs to become part of our Discord server or check out any of the other great rewards we've got over there. As well as there's a link down there to join our super secret, super special Facebook group. And if you want to buy bacon and eggs merch, you can get that at teespring.com store slash bacon dash and dash eggs. And also there's a big cartel if you want some of the hats that so we've got a few left. They're on sale right now. And uh, I think that's it. Our music is by Andrew Scott Bell. He can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Scott Bell. And our music, our graphics are by Vaishon Brandon of Graphite. He is at Graphite VMB on Instagram. Pretty sure that's everything. I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Tyler Carlin. and Him over there from the internet has been Will Ashton. Until next time, Arrivederci. Ah, you think darkness is your ally.